What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Journey Podcast. This is your host, Zach Colburn. In today's episode, we actually have the roles flipped here. So last week, we did an interview with my one of my mentors, Trey Cockrum. And this week, I actually did an interview for him. Um, and there was a lot of value in there. I feel like it would be a shame not to share that interview with you guys. So this week's podcast is actually going to be uh, an interview Trey did of me and my journey. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of personal things that we share on this on this episode, and I know that you guys are going to get a ton of value. So um, just recording this little tri- uh, quick intro here, and we are going to go ahead and get that interview started right now. Ready? Yep. Cool. All right. Boom. Zach, what's up, brother? Welcome to the channel. What's going on, man? Stoked to be here. Yeah, it was a great weekend out in California just a couple of days ago, and uh, it was good reconnecting after uh, having worked with you forever ago and just seeing what's become of your business, the things you've changed. And you're just a really, and I told you this before we started the started recording, but you're just like an exemplary, exemplary, if that's the right word, example of like one offer, one niche, one sales processes, which is what we talk about all the time for our clients, for the people that watch our content. For the people that are in a program, just like, just make it extremely simple. And it was cool because I actually got to see, like, I was hanging out with you at your pad, like seeing sales come in and just seeing like the proof of the concepts of what I talked about forever ago mm-hmm. when we were working together. Um, so I just want to open up the gates and talk about, you know, what you've learned, the changes you've made, and even just being honest about, you know, like who, who you've learned from, what you've garnered from who, and just, you know, having a completely transparent interview about what's taking you from, because I remember you were like barely doing a couple grand a month to now you've got a multiple five figure monthly profit operation. Uh, and a lot of people, you put it on your story recently, you said it, it's easy to make it look like an overnight success, but in reality, like you were posting daily fitness content for like three years, you're building momentum up till this. So I don't want people to get the idea that it came quick, but in reality, you know, you've made some really smart moves this past year. So I just want to break those down in this interview. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Well, sweet. One thing I'll say for sure before we go ahead and dive into this, the whole mentality of one offer, one sales process, and just sticking to one niche, it's so true and so true to every everything else in life. Like, um, I read this book called Essentialism. I've also mm. stacked it with The Slight Edge. I've also yep. stacked it with uh, The One Thing by Gary Keller. And then there's also... Um, I mean, just basic uh, laws of compound interest. It works in in like personal skills. It works in relationships, and it also works in business too. Um, and so, if you can just stick to one thing and just slowly get better at that one thing, that's really where you're gonna make a lot of the money. Is just by becoming the best at one thing, and that doesn't happen in one year's time. It happens over the course of five years, yep. 10 years. And yes. that, that's when you really start to have the authority to just clean up shop. And that's that's where business actually becomes easy. It's like when you have the authority of five yep. to 10 years in, in that one area. Yep. That's it's exactly it, dude. Yeah, it's, it's a mentality of minimalism that I adopted in high school. Um, I pretty much just radicalized myself on like being as minimalistic as possible because in, in school growing up, I always had problems with ADHD and I can never pay attention in school. And so I had to go through a personal journey of like learning how to focus and learning how to, you know, just become a normal functioning person in society with the way that I learn. And I learned Mm. very early on that I'm hyper obsessive, like Mm. hyper, hyper obsessive to where like, I can't stop talking about something if it's on my mind. 
And mm. so the way I use it to my advantage is just by using that obsession to focus on one thing and make mm. that one thing so like such a big goal that like it keeps you on track for like years on years on years. I don't mm. know if that makes sense, but that's that's no, it of, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. sense. And it's it's a trait. I think when I was out hanging out with you, we realized that we both because uh, I just so everybody knows, like I was I don't know what it was about Zach's just energy. Like he was he's a previous client of mine. I've seen him like go on to just grow an incredible business. And we've just kind of stayed connected here and there. We've had like a call every few months, just like check in. I was like, hey, let me just go out to California and hang out with you and get to know you better. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> when we were out there, we, I think we both realized that we both, when we were a kid, learned how to do magic tricks on YouTube. And, and like we both had like weird micro obsessions with little things. Um, and I think it's just like an entrepreneur DNA where like you just pick something and you're just like, I'm not going to stop until I'm just a master of this thing. And uh, I'm curious, you know, going from the revenue mark you were at when you were starting as a fitness coach to then helping other fitness coaches, which I believe is the best way in my words, to summarize your niche. I know, you know, whenever anybody else tries to summarize your niche, they don't always get it perfect, but that's what I see it to be. Um, what the focus has been for you? Like, can you summarize the three things, the two things, the one thing? What What do you think it is? Because I think it's easy for people to see it as a million moving parts, whereas in reality, like, dude, I spent the weekend with you. You're running this multiple five-figure monthly profit business out of a beautiful apartment in Southern California or San Diego, California. Um, and it's just simple. Like the sales are coming in, your sales are taking calls, keeping it simple. So what do you think the area of obsession or the areas of obsession are for you at this stage? And what have been the ones that have gotten you here? It's, it all comes down to one mission is helping people on their journey. And the reason why I chose the entrepreneurial journey is because that's, that's the journey that I embarked on when I was 12 years old. And it's the one that I struggled with. You know, there's a, a saying that your mess becomes your message. And for me, and I, I'm going to put a shameless plug here. I'm, I'm currently working on a book talking about this journey in my own story. Um, but a quick summary is like, you know, I wasn't built for the traditional system that my parents expected of me. They wanted me to go to school. I struggled in school. They wanted me to go to college. I got, you know, literally, I literally got removed from the school. Like they told me that I could not come. Uh, I was mm. trying to get jobs, never got promoted, always got fired. And so I was in a place where it's was like, entrepreneurship is the, literally the only option that I have to survive and I need to figure this out. But back then when I was starting to get involved in starting my business, I was broke. So I didn't have money to invest in coaches. And I didn't even know that coaching was a thing. Like I didn't even know that mentorship was really a thing. I was trying to figure it out. And all I was surrounded by was just negativity from my parents saying, Oh, what about taxes? You know, you need to have a college degree, you know, don't Mm. get tattoos on your face. You'll never get a real job, things like that. Um, (laughs) And so I felt very lost and confused and I I was very alone in my journey. Um, And I don't want anybody to go through that. Right. So I really believe that my passion is entrepreneurship and helping people through that personal journey of success and being successful. But my first outlet for that was fitness coaching because I had a passion for fitness coaching and I knew I can help people with fitness coaching. That became the first business that I actually started. But once I started seeing success in my business, I built my fitness coaching business up to six figures a year, uh, which is great. But 
it, it really felt like a means to an end. Once I was actually making money, the fulfillment started to dwindle just a little bit. You know, helping people with their fitness was awesome, but I knew that there was much more left on the table. Uh, and then I realized that helping people on the same journey that led me to success is, is where my passion really lies. So, you know, now my, my passion for, you know, putting my message out in the world comes down to helping people identify where they are in their journey, helping them empower their decisions to let them know that, Hey, you can actually be successful in your journey. Uh, and then showing them what it's like to be successful and like actually helping them achieve a level of success much higher than they would if they had just followed the traditional system. Um, the reason why I chose fitness specifically is that's just where my background was from. I had built authority in the space. You know, I love fitness as my first passion, but you know, helping people start their fitness business. Sure. It's great. Like I love that the fact that they get to help people with clients, but really where I get the fulfillment from is watching my students make money on their own and realize they don't need to follow the bullshit system. They don't need to follow the rules. I have a client mm. right now who's literally in Hawaii right now. She's making more money on her trip than she spent on the trip. And for me, that's, that's what I want to do. Right. That's cool. It's, yeah, I love that it's, it's, so the multiple five figure business, that's nice. That's icing on the cake, but really like I would be doing this if I was dead broke. And if I didn't, if this wasn't a business, I would still be helping people on this journey just because that's where my passion is. hundred percent, dude. I, I, I resonate with that completely. I think, in a way we do something very similar just in like different niches like we were having this conversation on your couch it's like very similar ideas just applied to different industries it's like have control over your pipeline have a simple scalable offer you know get good at sales and like at the end of the day we're, we're empowering people to take their message and like monetize it and use it for the sake of the good of humanity while profiting while creating freedom in their lives so it's a very powerful thing um so i'm right there with you dude like I mean, the money's great, obviously, and I'm happy about it, but I'd do this if it, if it was, if money were no object, for sure, I'd be doing this for sure. Um, yeah, dude. So, so walk me through then, like, you know, some of the hurdles you've had to go through in getting from, you know, cause I know you grew your fitness business to a pretty nice level, but you know, it's, it's the common person is going to see that as two different operations. I know we as entrepreneurs, we see it's like the same principles make both work at the end of the day, but you know, walk us through like what it took to take your business, your fitness business from zero to six figures. I think it's about when I found you, I think it's about when you got my help and then, and then what is it taken to go from zero in your current business to where you are now? What have been some of the hurdles? What have been some of the breakthroughs you've experienced in that process? Uh, big loaded question, but if you can just reflect for a minute, like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, you know, my, the way that I teach and the way that I do things, I include a lot of tactical advice, like actual business strategy inside of my program. But mm -hmm. really where my heart lies is talking about the, the personal journey of starting a business. Um, mm -hmm. And I had to say, the, the, probably the biggest challenges and the biggest struggles that I had were all personal challenges like self-doubt, comparison, um, you know, getting defeated when you lose out on a sale or lose a customer to a different business. Like those are the personally the things that, you know, I didn't, you know, do very well with because I didn't have mm. like the value built to myself in order to take that kind of heat. Mm. If that makes sense. Right. And mm. so when I teach 
to my students when, cause a lot of them are going from a nine to five paradigm to an entrepreneurship paradigm. And when I teach to my students, it's like, cool, right. you can learn the strategies in 30 days and you'll start making money, right? That's easy. It does take time to build up your MRR or even your authority to be making those uh, five figure months that comes with time, but the actual strategy to learn what it takes to get there, you can learn that in 30 days. That's no problem. People learn the outreach scripts. People learn how to create content and market themselves. People learn how to close sales calls. And that, that comes quick. The real challenge comes in. Can you stay in the, in the game long enough for you to see success or like let it build? Right. Because mm. I tell people it takes, you know, if you want to make six figures a year, it takes 12 months to do that. Mm. Right? You're not going to make, you're not going to build a six figure business per year in one month. It takes at least 12. Right. So mm. the real challenge comes in how to navigate your journey during those 12 months with yourself. Because when you're first starting your business, this is, you know, I recently just scaled my team. So it's a different paradigm now. So I, I come from a background of, of being a solopreneur for a long time. A lot of that is your relationship with yourself and, you know, how you talk to yourself. You know, if you come up, come off of a, a cold streak of five days with zero signups, what are you going to tell yourself at the end of the day? Right. Mm. Those are the challenges that I had to overcome uh, mm. in the beginning of my journey. Those are the things that I helped a lot of my beginning entrepreneurs overcome as well. Right. So I'm not sure if that was the answer you're looking for, but that's what comes to my that's mind with those questions. It's, it's the internal conversation, right. Of like, what you're saying to yourself and what what different stimulus means to you because like one person's going to see a refund like and i've i've gotten to this point in our company where like um like a team issue like a lot of people would see a team issue is like oh this is freaking everything's broken this is broken but for me it's like now nah, it's an opportunity to grow and like that genuinely excites me you know and it's cool that i'm at a point now where challenges excite me right mm -hmm. So I think really what you're saying is it's a shift from, you know, getting discouraged by negative feedback to getting kind of excited to overcome it and playing with the sort of the inner game of tennis that goes on in your head, that back and forth of mood and desire and, and all these different forces at play and getting to a point where you can sort of solidify and crystallize a mindset of, I'm grateful I get to do this. It's going to grow no matter what sort of that principle and manifestation of it's already done like it's already done i've already achieved it i just have to wait it out now um so i don't know maybe maybe that's kind of what you're talking about yeah and you know this is a big lesson that I, I give to all of my all of my students too is like how important it is to detach your emotions from your business in the day-to-day -day operation yeah. i tell them yeah. they get in the beginning i let them get excited you know i let them go they yeah. go oh my god my first sale like this is amazing like or the first 10k months i let them get excited but after a while, mm. I, I tell them like, hey, you shouldn't get so excited about this because you are tying your happiness and your enjoyment to the success of your business. And what happens is when you have a tough week, mm. that all comes crashing down, right? So when I sign a new yep. client, when I you know get new cash in the bank, I do not allow myself to get happy about that. I remain emotionless. Mm. So that way my emotions, when it's tied to my business are very stable across the board. Mm. And so that way, when my business has a dip, when we have a lull, I'm like, Hey, that's just the way it is. Right. And yep. when we get a win, when we sign a new client, I'm just like, cool, you know, I'm excited to help this person, but I'm not going to attach my emotional state to the, you know, the volatility of my business because every single week it's different.
yeah, dude, it's, it really is every single week is different. Um, so yeah, so, yeah. I, I think I was going to say, I think that's a big thing that a lot of beginning entrepreneurs need to learn. And then also entrepreneurs at the high level too. It's like, you know, mm. detach. Your yeah. Well, yeah. Bezos says something like that. He's like, you know, when the stock is up 40%, don't feel 40% smarter because then when it's down 40%, you're going to feel 40% dumber. <laughs> right. It's like the same thing. It's like, just because how our business is behaving right now doesn't line up with exactly what we want it to. doesn't mean that we're dumb or and, and vice versa. If it's going really well, it doesn't mean we're smart. It's like we are too binary with ourselves and our perception of our business, where if it's doing well, obviously we're successful. And because we're successful, we're going to keep succeeding. Or if it's doing poorly, obviously we're not good at business and it's going to continue not to succeed. But but really, I, I, I keep in mind this idea of action and effect delays like what i did six months ago is kind of creating like what's happening right now you know it's it's not really so much like right now is creating right now it's like you know this interview right now and it's talking about business and like it's going to send you some people it's going to send us some people it's going to like in the content we put out and the updates to your program my program investing in the relationships with my team my clients getting them better results like just those daily uh actions and i think the core principle to me is just being an abundant giver, you know, giving to my clients, giving time, giving energy, giving t- time to my team, giving ideas and making sure that they're happy. They invested with us and that they can look back at the money they've spent and like, yep, that's definitely some of the best money I've spent on my business and getting that reward to me, that's, that's what it's all about. So I think people will always overcomplicate it um, and make it about all these variables. When in reality, it's like, you know, it's very simple. Look about a year out, and then ask the people that are paying me right now, are they going to be happy a year from now? And will I be able to sell more of what I've got for sale right now? Because those people are happy and they're willing to show their face, you know, they're willing to talk about us in public, you know, they're willing to share what they've learned and, and help other people implement the same thing. And, you know, that's to me, that's the game. You know, it's, it's the game of genuinely being good at what you do, um, which a lot of entrepreneurs forget. In, in, in light of KPIs and marketing and advertising and all these things. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great point, man. And it comes down to just like, what is your, what is your mission at the bare bones for me? Like I mentioned earlier in this interview, it's just helping people on their journey, right? Yeah. So if you can do that and then base your, base your emotion on whether or not you're in, you're progressing on that mission, you're going to be in better hands because at the end of the day, that's the one thing that you are in control of. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Um, it's almost like I heard this phrase that the people who made the most money in the gold rush were the people selling shovels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. And I was, at first I was like, Oh, that's kind of cheap. Like, ah, like, ah, shovel sell it. But then I was like, well, hold up. Like shovels are pretty important. Like, and if you buy the right shovel and you look back and you're like really happy that you got that shovel and it made you a lot of gold, then like, isn't the shovel seller like one of the most important people in that exchange? Mm-hmm. Like, they're by far one of the most important people in the, in the gold rush. Right. And so my job is to just have a really freaking good shovel (laughs) that I'm like excited to give to people that I know they're going to go dig a lot of gold with. Um, and I I feel like you probably feel the same way, but, um, so dude, walk me through the next like year and a half, two years, three years. Like, I know it's hard to project even like three years out as an entrepreneur. Maybe it is for you. Maybe it's not. I know for myself, I'm thinking maybe about a year and a half out at any given time. But what do you think things look like? Where do you want to grow to? What are the changes, if there's anything you're going to make? 
um, just on a strategic level, on a product level, on a team level, whatever comes to mind, you know, what's going to get you to that seven figure yearly mark? Cause it's, it's inevitably, inevitably going to happen. And maybe it's just time, but I'm curious what your thought process is. Yeah. So my, I, my thing is like, I know what's going to happen and I know it's going to come. So obviously my goal is seven figures a year, but more so than that, I want seven figure net worth in my bank account after taxes. Like that money is mine. Not so much. Mm. And we've talked about this before and it's not so much about the actual money because I don't really spend money. Like I get my enjoyment for my daily lifestyle. I have a lifestyle that I enjoy. I live by the beach. I have my mm -hmm. dog. I have my girlfriend. We walk down the beach. I go to a great gym. I have amazing friends. And so I can live happily off of 3K a month. So, you know, I've, I've, I've gone back and forth. Like, why is it so important for me to reach this, you know, millionaire status goal? And I've come to the conclusion that the, the reason is because I want to show people that it's possible. Right? Mm. I want to sacrifice my own time, energy, and resources into achieving this goal. So that way I can inspire people like my little sister or inspire my little brother or inspire, you know, the next generation of kids who are growing up to show them that like, look, you can achieve this and this is possible for anybody. Right. And so that's yeah, what really keeps me going about that goal. So, you know, and also too, it, it helps my anxiety because I always have to be doing something and progressing in some way and developing <laughs> something. Right. So yeah. um, even yep. if I hit that seven figure goal, even if it's, you know, multiple seven figures or a billion, I don't think I'd ever stop mm. just because there's always something more to be done. Um, but in order to mm. get there, right. So that's the goal. That's what I have envisioned in order to get there. It really just comes down to more time. Like it really just comes down to more time, mm. helping more people, building more authority, you know, spending enough time in the space to where everybody knows your name. Like when you're at the point to where your competitors drop your name on a call and you know people have heard of you and you're like a really like big authority in the space that's at the point where you're going to be making you know more than seven figures a year more than seven figures even a month too um and that comes with time right i know that i'm not going to get there in the next 30 days it's going to be like the next three years right and in order to get there you have to go back to what you yeah. all the time you have to stick to one thing for a long enough period of time before you know, that kind of notoriety comes around in the marketplace. All right. So time. And then just, yep. The other thing, exactly. Too, it, dude. The other thing too, is like your journey will reveal the steps at the right time. You just have to continue saying yes and be open to the opportunity. Right. And so mm. the whole, the whole concept of scaling, I personally think that scaling happens organically. You don't need to push it too hard or you don't need to, you know, plan everything out. Just, just go along for the journey, make the moves that are in front of you that are going to get you one step closer to the goal. And from there, the next step is going to reveal itself. And then you will just kind of stair step your way there until one day you realize, Oh shit, I'm here. Right. Yeah. That's a good mindset. And I, I would agree with that. And I don't think I've ever really, I don't think I've ever really heard it said, uh, but no, I, I don't think I've ever heard it said that, you know, it's the, the doors almost open themselves to you. But like I had a call, for example, one of our top clients, uh, Bastion Slot, you know him, pretty sure. I mean, he, he came to me when he was working a sales job, helped him build an offer, helped him pick a niche, helped him with the basics, said, hey, just do this for the next two, three years, you're going to scale. And uh, now he's doing like $200,000 a month, which is just freaking crazy. Um, and um, 
he was, we were on the phone just doing a check-in call. And, uh, you know, I just like to develop these relationships with our top clients because I think it's like time very well spent, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he said something like, yeah, the path just kind of makes itself clear. Like, I know what I got to do. I don't have to think anymore. I'm like, man, that's a powerful idea. Like, you don't have to think anymore. Like, I think as a culture, we, we've we put so much emphasis on thinking and, and intellectualism and almost like intellectualizing our business and like turning it all into a framework and making it all measurable and like, that's all good. But once you have all those things on paper, it's kind of like, like you're saying, Zach, like just kind of let go. It's you're going to know what to do next. If you are choosing to see it, if you want it, it will make itself clear to you. If you decide, I know this is where I want to get. And here's why I want to get there. And you have that conviction. The next steps make themselves clear to you more often than not. People are stuck, not because they're actually stuck, but because they think they are, or on some level, they're actually comfortable being there but they're afraid to admit it. So they say they're stuck instead of saying I'm comfortable, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what I've found to be true. I do have some input on this too. Talking about my own journey, I know exactly what it's like. I know for someone who is just getting started, it can be very difficult to believe that because that's where I was too, right? Um, mm. That's where I was too. Is like, because I'm not there, I need to be doing more and more and more and more. And that Mm. it wasn't until I was in a place of security to where I actually had some cash in the bank and I had value built myself. And I knew that I was, I was, you know, provided, you know, value to the marketplace and I actually had security. Then I was like, Oh, this is what I've been missing this whole time. And, you know, rushing the process back in the day really just didn't get, it got me nowhere fast essentially. Mm. Um, So it can be hard to really understand that when you're not in that place or when you're not in that mindset. But now that I'm here, I understand, okay, that's actually how it is. Yes. And you know who helped yeah. me understand that was actually you, right? I remember that you and I had calls and one of the one of the biggest questions that I had was, you know, what do I do when there's nothing to do, right? I took all my sales calls today. I sent all my outbound outreach. I created my content, did client interviews, got a testimonial, uh, signed a new client. What do I do now? And you're like, dude, just chill, right? You're like, read a book, <laughs> yep. go for a walk, enjoy your time. And I'm starting yep. to do more of that now and understanding that the real success when it comes to building a seven-figure business and you know hitting a million a month even, just comes down to doing those important tasks every single day and yes. giving yourself enough time to do it. Yes, absolutely, dude. This is, uh, I think you joined around the time where I was really preaching instead of my pro, I think we did one-to-one even. Yeah, I was like working with like 21 to one clients at the time, like a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> It was crazy. Um, but no, I and I, uh, I remember I was preaching like limit your work day, like start and end at the same time. And once you're done, just be done. Yeah. And it's not because you want to be lazy. It's not because, you know, you want to like put work in its category. I, I hate that mentality of like, oh, work life and personal life. Like, no, that it's not how the world works. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's because when you f- give yourself permission to work all day, you give yourself permission on the side hand to, to do things that don't matter. And when you do things that don't matter, it's not that they just don't matter. There's no such thing as a neutral activity in your business. More often than not, when you're not putting thought into an action and forcing it to be an action that matters, you're actually pulling momentum back again. You're pulling yourself backwards. So by limiting your day, you force yourself to only do things that actually move the needle forward. Things like getting more sales calls, developing your product, 
growing your network with like-minded individuals, making the right investment into the right program, really considering your options, right? Picking the right mentor, reading the right books, right? Like these, these important things versus, you know, like giving yourself permission to do 10 hour days and just spin and spin and spin and spin and post them on Instagram, going in Facebook groups, just yeah. listen to podcasts, make a random YouTube video. Cause you feel like it just like all these random things, you know? So when you limit your work day, it's like, you're forced to almost, for me, it was like an identity crisis when I first did it. Cause I was like, I always been the hustler, you know, well, dude, like I worked all day. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I no. really, for you to share that with me back in the day, you know how difficult it was for me to stop working at 11 o'clock when I had everything done and just be okay with not working for the rest of the day after, you know, I was finished at 11. That was a huge mindset shift for me. And I think it comes from the way that we've been raised in America to think that if you're not working all the time, you're not making progress. And for mm. myself, I'm sure you felt this too, that there's an insane amount of guilt coming from not yep. working 24 seven on the thing, but um, yep. you really helped me with that, I think. And that's something I really share with my, my students as well as, is that concept, right? But I do think it comes from the way that we've been raised in America to feel guilty for not working. But dude, you can, you can, you can move just as fast in a six month time period working two to three hours a day versus working 15 hours a day. Oh, a hundred percent, dude. A hundred, especially if you're spending the rest of that time letting go. Yep. Maybe doing some personal development, maybe reading some books. And I'm not saying letting go, like do negative habits. I'm not saying go get drunk, watch Netflix. I'm saying when I say let go, I'm, I'm, my default habits are generally positive habits, like reading and listening to books and going through programs I'm in. I mean, I still invest in myself. All, I threw $18,000 at a program recently. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm always looking for new strategies, new techniques, new, new things to, to do, right? Um, so when I say let go, I mean, it's almost like if you look at, at life in general, I'm going to get very esoteric and very hippie here. Oh, but it. it's like there's, there's series of pushes and there's series of pulls. It's like push, pull, push, pull, you know? Um, and it's like in relationships, there's that push and pull and the, in, in romance, there's that push and pull of like the flirtatious, like first date, second date, like it's kind of playful with life. It's the same thing with business. It's the same thing. It's like, you got to know when it's time to push, you got to know when it's time to pull. And when it's time to pull is when you've done as much pushing as you can do. And when it's time to push is when you've done as much pulling as you can do. And it's, it's once you hit that wall, you go back in, then you hit that wall, you can pull back out, you hit that wall, you go back in and it's just that dichotomy, that polarity. And so I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they're constantly pushing, 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 and they feel themselves up against that wall. Like I've heard entrepreneurs literally say, I feel like I'm pushing against a wall that won't move. It's because you haven't pulled in forever. You haven't pulled in months. So that's why you're stuck is because you haven't taken the time to get back out of the water and, and breathe again. You know, it's like getting out of the water, breathing, going back in, swimming a little bit, getting out of the water, breathing, going back in, swimming. And I'm sure you've done, I mean, you live by the ocean. Like it's a really satisfying, really satisfying feeling of swimming, breathing, getting back in, swimming, breathing. There's like something just kind of, it, 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 there's, some, there's a vibe about it that just, it lines up with some deep desire, I think as humans to just have progress consistently and to just, you know, very binary on off settings. Um, so as an entrepreneur, I think if you can leverage that to your advantage, you, you give yourself a crazy tactical, um, I guess, advantage over competition over yourself. I don't really believe in competition 
over, you know, the market, over your client's expectations, you, you, you give yourself a huge leg up, huge leg up. So it's cool to hear you mirror the importance of that, you know, almost a year and a half later. Yeah. Dude, and this is, this kind of brings me into a new idea that I've been, I've been starting to develop this idea. It came to me last night. I haven't quite put it into words, but I'm going to attempt to do so now. Um, okay, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So brand new debut of this, this idea that came to me, but as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we are actually paid for what we do in our free time, right? The reason why mm-hmm. I was able to build a six figure business at 20 years old is because in my free time at you know, 14, 15, 16, I developed the skills to learn how to train my body, eat healthy and get results. Right. Mm. And so at 20 years old, I was able to get paid for the time that I spent on my free time when I was younger. Right. And then now as a business consultant for personal trainers, I am now getting paid for the time that I spent on my free time when I was 20, 21, 22, 23, building my social media profiles, building my business and also helping people with, you know, training, right? And I think about a nine to five worker, a nine to five worker only has so many hours in the day to actually make progress. They only, they might only have three hours a day, right? They get home at five o'clock, they go to bed at eight o'clock. So that's three hours of the day to where they can progress. It's very limited time when you're trying to start something, uh, you know, brand new from scratch, because not only do you have to get the experience, but you also have to learn too, right? So a lot of that time is spent Mm. learning, you know, reading books, you know, listening to podcasts, taking courses, and then you get the experience after. So they only have a limited amount of time to be able to make progress. Whereas if they invested in you, they can shortcut that, that process and kind of just get what they need to know from your expertise. So they're paying you for the free time that you've spent developing those skills all the years prior. Right. And mm-hmm. so where we start to kind of forget is that today we still need free time to develop those skills so that way we can help someone six months from now or a year from now, right? So when I finish with work and I'm done and I know that my business is taking a step forward, I look at my free time and think, okay, in a year from now, someone is going to pay me for what I do in this free time. I might not get paid today and this isn't going to move the needle forward in my business, but the, the way that I spend my time now learning listening to a new podcast, reading a new book, taking a new course, it might not feel productive in my business, but that's what people are actually paying me for because they don't have this free time to be able to invest into themselves like this, right? They might only have three hours a day, whereas I have 15 hours a day. So I need to put that into myself. So does that make sense? Right? No, it Uh, makes a lot of sense. I've never heard, I've never heard that said, and it's actually kind of convicting actually. Like I hadn't, I'd never thought about that before, but I agree with you entirely because it's like, and it's, it's weird. Cause I've, you know, I've, I've had seasons, <clears throat> excuse me, like, you know, we've had six figure profit months. Right. And if I look at not, not so much that it's a direct return where like every day, what you do in your free time affects that day directly. I understand it's more of a long term, and the long term is what we should consider at every stage in our business really. Um, but you know, if I look at our top months, my free time was spent differently. If I look at the months leading up to our top months, my free time was spent differently. It's like when I look at when I was struggling, you know, it's because I had built almost like life debt or like expertise debt because I wasn't spending my free time properly. It's mm-hmm. exactly it, dude. I hadn't thought about that before. It's almost like we're given this time. And if we're not using the time properly, we, we, we stack almost like 
opportunity debt and like self-image debt as well. Like if you're spending that time doing something just stupid, you know, it's, it's, you're going to start to almost, it's going to catch up with you and developing yourself outside of your business. It's that pull so that when you push again, you're pushing properly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's powerful stuff, dude. I, I hadn't really, hadn't really thought about that before. I really like that analogy and i think i'm gonna steal it <laughs> go for it man go for it yeah it came to me last night i don't know i don't remember what the uh, inspiration was but it, it like it it just kind of like fit like a puzzle piece i'm like oh that makes a lot of sense um but it's hey, what you do in your free time yeah the, essentially for me what the message that i get was don't feel guilty for having free time because that's what people are paying you for mm. people are paying you for you to have that free time so you can learn in ways that they can't right so then you can give it back mm. to them mm. i love that dude so, yeah so don't feel guilty about having 15 free hours a day use that time for the greater good right? become a better person invest in yourself grow read listen stay humble continue to develop you know your expertise your skills that the core skills that your clients really rely on your decision making yeah, dude, that's good stuff. Well, with that, I think I'll wrap up. That was a pretty good way to end it. I think that's a really good nugget for me personally, and hopefully our audience appreciates that as well. Um, I'll leave your Instagram down below. People can check you out, follow you along your journey. Is there any is there any kind of final ideas you want to share? Or does that feel like a good place to end for you? Anything that comes to mind for my audience? You, you know who I serve. Yeah. Um... Yeah, nothing, nothing comes to mind, man. I, I just enjoy these conversations. I guess one thing I want to kind of put in perspective, because I think this is a very unique um, relationship that you and I had. First of all, let me back up here. One of the things I wanted to compliment you on is I remember when you and I worked together for about two, two months, one-on-one, -on -one, six months went by and you and I hadn't touched base and you reached out to me and said, hey, let's just hop on a call and catch up and see how you're doing. That little action right there went so far. Um, really stood out in my mind and really like made it clear like okay Trey actually cares about his clients succeeding long term because for you to reach out six months without you know having really been in day-to-day -day contact it, it meant a lot so it was a, it was a big big deal um, mm. but the relationship that you and I had I, I, I think it's very special because um, it really highlighted to me that a mentor can be more than just tactics and strategy uh, and you know, you can get a lot of value from just learning more about yourself and how to operate day to day. Right. I yes, think dude. I say this all the time when you and I were working together, we really didn't even talk strategy or tactics. Right? <laughs> yeah. We just talked yeah. about what it's like to be an entrepreneur and having, having that, you know, relationship. It, it, it really does like do a lot for you when you have someone to talk to who understands who has also been down the journey too, that understands those emotional ups and downs. Hmm. It's good stuff, man. Well, I, I appreciate it, dude. I, I love seeing you progress, uh, you know, and I, I genuinely mean it when I say I do this for free. Um, but, you know, from you. the bottom of my heart, super stoked on your progress. I can't wait until you are at that level where you've got a million in the bank. It's going to be cool to be able to look back at the process of being able to say, like, you know, when I met Zach, he was here and he's a net worth millionaire. It's kind of crazy to think about, but you know, I know, I know how close you're getting and I know, I know the steps you're gonna have to take in order to get there. You pulled back the curtain on your business and where you're at and it's not far away. So I'm, I'm stoked on it for you, dude. So, uh, thanks for coming on the channel, dude. It's been an absolute pleasure.
dude. Yeah. I mean, anytime, dude, anytime. I love talking about this stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, me too, man. I guess, I guess me that's too. all I got. Cool. I'll end it there, man. Thanks so much.